Boom, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Strike Thoughts. Peter, how are you doing, bruv? Yeah, all right. Been been a while. Yeah. We're uh, we're a couple behind. Um, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. Yeah. Everything's opened up. Everything's <laughs> opened up, so you know what? Checking my bank balance after a weekend now is completely different uh, to what it was after. Mate, I fucking that's funny you said I went fucking overdrawn like this week. I didn't yeah, even realize I didn't even, re- <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't even realize. Obviously, usually I get a message. Well, I, I probably did get a message and just like flicked it off my phone on Sunday, but like now it must have been Monday. But yeah, and then obviously I've got another text Tuesday saying, Oh, you didn't sort out your overdraft in time, so you've been charged. If you don't like if you can reset this by like paying the money in by twelve o'clock tonight. I was like, what the fuck? Have I gone overdrawn? And I like but obviously I've, I've I knew my like my car insurance and my p- car payment come out on the same day. And I was like, No, no, I've got enough in there, it's fine. So like obviously I went out of the weekend, but I didn't even didn't even really spend a lot but it's just all these other little things that cropped up through the week like petrol and stuff usually I keep an eye on it yeah and like where I didn't where I went out obviously and like Sunday was a write-off and I was just like you know what I'll fuck it I'll sort everything out like Monday and then I just didn't <laughs> didn't even look at my bank and I was like fuck like <laughs> fuck's sake it all adds up so quickly I feel like especially on a Friday Saturday and Sunday if I'm leaving the house as soon as I shut the door behind me, it's like that's twenty quid. Like it's just I don't like what's yeah, yeah. you you you're gone. Right? And then you and then you get in the car and it's like thirty quid, forty quid. It's just going up and up and up and up and up. And you're like, before you know it, you're fifty quid. <laughs> you haven't even done anything. Like fucking <laughs> like it's what I mean. Like it's everything I pay for as well. It like comes out a few days later for some reason. Like I don't know why. Like I swear when I used to like tap my card, it would come straight out. But now like Penny. maybe the petrol garage I use and stuff. Yeah, it's like. That comes out, so that's like 20 quid. And then fucking, I think I've got like three Ubers at the weekend. And I said I'd pay for them all. And then obviously got to my mates. I bought I bought us food, got got some like drinks and that. It's like fucking hell. Like, you are too generous as well. You just you just lavish with no. your funds as well. That's the thing. You don't give a fuck. That's you, it. You, you, no, no, that's it. That's a good way to be there. That's how you make good nights. <laughs> um, Peter, we, we should be able to get through these cards quite quickly, to be honest. Um, so we've got the um, Hall versus Strickland, uh, Uriah Hall versus uh, Strickland card to go through. Um, and then we've also got uh, the, the last weekend's card, well, weekend before's card, which was uh, the big heavyweight interim title, which I want to talk to you about as well, uh, which was Derek Lewis against Cyril Garn. There were some good fights on that card as well. Now, in regards to the first, um, the Strickland versus Hall card, the prelims were dif- not difficult to watch, but it took a while because there was one, two, three, four decisions um, in a row on that card. Uh, but there were some good fights. Ryan Benoit against Adashev and Adashev just kind of chewed up his leg. Ashley Yoda got beaten as well by Jin Frey. She looked really good. Um, Danny Chavez versus Kai Kamaka. That was a draw because Kai got a point deduction. Um, that's, where I, that's where I'll come in, I think. Yeah, that's where I'll come in. And then uh, Chris Grootsmarker um, was uh, against uh, Rafa Garcia. Garcia had him hurt in that with a big left hand, but Chris was still coming forward. Both absolute savages in this fight. It was a dog fight. Really, really yeah, fun yeah. one. Um, I thought it was one to one, sort of one all going into the, into the third, uh, but Chris got the unanimous decision on that one. In regards to the main card, uh, Brian Bam Bam. Um, lots of control time um, for, for uh, Brian Bam Bam against Jason Witt. Uh, Brian looked good, but there was lots of control time for Jason Witt, who uh, ended up getting the, uh, the majority decision there. Um, the next fight on that one, Pete, just to call out someone, Colin Anglin against Melsic Bagdasarayan. And um, 
this guy was amazing. This dude here, this Bugdas Orion looked amazing. It was a massive um, head kick finish from him. He looked really, really good. And then he had a, obviously, you know, Khabib's kind of set a precedent for these, uh, uh, post-fight interviews when you've got a Russian accent you just talk a whole load of fucking grease and I love it just saying I fight anybody I smash everybody and all this kind of stuff I think, um, I, re- I, think I remember him I, re- I remember the Bam Bam fight more I thought that was that not a fight was that fight of the night or was it um, I'm not sure I'm not sure Bam Bam round three wasn't it they were fucking going at it like yeah. everyone was like the commentators were going mad they're like these guys are still swinging like they weren't like proper high paced but and enough but then I think another fight come up and that that could have been fight of the night as well. Not sure. the, the main car was a lot better. So Brian, mm-hmm. that one was yeah. a decision. Um, uh, Bugda Sarayan got um, a, a head kick KO, as we said. We had Nicholas Stoltzer against Jared Gooden. And Jesus Christ, Jared Gooden. Oh, yeah, Gooden. Ran yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. That was a good finish for him. He did, I think he lost his last fight. Yeah, big straight right, really put him out. Choo-choo, motherfucker, he shouted. Um, I think he's called the Midnight Train or something like that is his nickname. So he was just shouting. He's, got, fucking... he's fucking like longest arms in the UFC, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's really it's insane. <laughs> yeah, mental. Um, and then we had Cheyenne Bays as well, Pete, against Gloria De Paula. Big fucking kick from Cheyenne as Gloria's getting up. Um, oh, what did, yeah, you think? Yeah. Did, did you see that one when she kind of, she kicked you in the head as she was getting up? Yeah, so everyone's so like, sure of it like yeah yeah hand was up and i watched it like three or four times i was like fucking was it like it was it like i know it's hard you, it's, you can't treat it like football it's like oh was he was his toe on the line or shit like that but it's i guess she was bringing her hand up and she was almost in a like crouched to stand in position it wasn't like she was down so yeah no it was good Good for her to spot. She looked good though. She looked fucking wicked. She did look good. She looked good with a striking, but I'm in the exact same boat as you. When it first happened, I was like, oh shit, that was like, is that is that a disqualification? That was close. But the commentators, the ref is they they had no doubt. So I was just like, okay, yeah. I'll just I'll go by what you lot are there. So I'll go by by what you're saying. But I thought it was really, really close as well. Um normally when you let in, I don't understand why they don't do the thing where like because if the person who's standing says get up, then the ref gets in the middle. Don't, don't yeah. they, to stop, to yeah, stop yeah. it. So it's like, I don't understand why the person on the floor just doesn't wait to get up. Like, do you know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah. I can't really remember the transition, like, but um, yeah, I suppose you, I don't know, unless you're just eager. <laughs> Probably didn't see that coming. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, what I did as well, um, so for the main event, so yeah, big win for Cheyenne there. The main event was Uriah Hall against Sean Strickland. Now, I wanted to, I didn't do this with the previous fights. I wanted to score this fight because I thought, do you know what? I reckon this is going to be a bit of a back and forth. So let me just score it and then let me see what the, the, the judges have at the end and see if it matches. But unfortunately, yeah. Sean just won every single second, every single mm. minute and every single round of this fight. He just looked absolutely unbelievable. I wanted to get your opinions, Pete, on whether you thought it was Sean looking unbelievable or Uriah a little bit maybe mentally not there from um, the fight um, against Weidman, maybe having a little bit of a, um, a, a mental block because of that or what, what you thought. Give me your thoughts on, on this fight. Yeah, I can't really. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd say because we've seen him do this before. Like he's, They said about it in the build-up. He's had this up-and-down career where everyone thought he was going to like get to the championship and he's got all the talent but then his mind gets in the way and all this shit but I mean he's might like he's, he's looked great like obviously beat Silver 
And then obviously the Weidman fight, we didn't really see a lot of it. But then it makes you wonder, like, if Weidman had just landed a leg kick at that point and the fight carried on, would he have just smashed Uriah Hall? Like, we don't know yet. It must that, that must give you, like, Chris Weidman confidence as well because it's like, this guy can just fold under that pressure. Like, he mm. wasn't trying. Like, fair play to him. He didn't... I, I was expecting him to, like, quit, quit. But, like, he was still sort of in there, like, throwing. But he just looked... I, I don't know. For someone with that much technique... Mm. and like talent just to get like out jabbed and outworked and it was, it was the jab I think the jab fucked him oh, up oh it was amazing away. amazing like that, first, that I think that first round the fight was over basically because he landed so many jabs and every time he it wasn't even like Uriah Hall was trying to get out of the way it was just he didn't see him coming it was just like bang bang but every time just throwing him off his stride and just obviously they must fucking hurt as well and it's just like what do I do against this <laughs> but I was thinking Right before the fight, I was like, I was like, your eye hole's going to smash him. Like, hold my hands up. I thought, I thought he was going to smash Strickland and move on. And I was thinking, oh, like your eye hole against Izzy, that'd be a sick fight. Like, it's just, but now you think, I don't know. Yeah, just fucking shows how good he is, really, Strickland. Unbelievable. Yeah, you're right. The jab was definitely a difference there. And he was just striking. He was just sort of doing that Colby Covington style, throwing 70% each kind of punch, just tagging him every single time. Um, he broke his own records, um, you know, for his personal uh, strikes and fights and that kind of stuff. And yeah, he just looked he just looked amazing. So yeah, you're right. Fingers crossed your eye hole will come back. He'll probably come back and then have a really good fight next fight. That's just yeah, the way yeah. his career's gone, isn't yeah. it? Um, but just a few comments for Sean then. Um, look really good. He's come back after this motorcycle accident, Pete. How how far is he gonna gonna go in this division now? I'd like to see I'd like to see him against some of the top people. Like obviously you've got this fight this weekend, which is gonna tell us quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh has been out for a while. Um Gastelum just lost, I think. Just lost, yeah. Uh, and it's just, I don't know, sort of heating up a little bit at the moment. It's weird how we go through phases of like, like it's the bent and weights, which I think is obviously still popping at the moment. Um, you've got all this other stuff going on, like obviously like the heavyweights now, um, but middleweight's been a bit quiet, obviously with Izzy moving and now coming back down. Uh, so we've got, who's Izzy got? Izzy's fighting uh, Whitaker, isn't he? Oh, is he? Oh, they announced that. Let's check. I know he keeps posting up shit saying he's just going to smash everyone. He's fucking had enough. And he's like, you middleweights are fucking in trouble and all this shit. And obviously, obviously you've got Darren Till against Brunson, which is going to tell us quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Has that been announced, is it? Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's September, maybe. I think it's coming up soon. Nice. Um, yeah, and you've got this one. Who else was there? Oh, Vittori versus Costa, apparently. So everyone's okay. sort of ma- everyone's matched. It must be Whitaker, isn't it? It must be, yeah. I think I think it is work. I don't know if it's been fully um, fully announced. I reckon, yet. I, re- I reckon they was going to try Australia, but they must have fucking gone back on that one. Like so, maybe they're just do it. Maybe they're probably just replanning it. But that's got to be the one to make. But yeah, like, I think yeah, Strickland's fucking up there with with all of them. I think it'd be interesting to see him in there, something like that. Maybe I'd like to see fucking Strickland against Kevin Holland. Actually, that'd be a red hot fight. That would be fucking quality, actually. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to Gosh. see that. Yeah, I think Holland's uh, he, he's he's definitely got to get a win in his next fight, hundred percent. Mm. So it's good. I think it's good he's taking this time off to do all the wrestling and shit. Like I said, it sounds like he's doing it properly now. So it, it, time will tell, I guess. See what happens in his next. But it'd be good to put him in there with a striker in it just to see what happens. Definitely get some fireworks going. Where's Wacking Buckley? 
Oh yeah, true. Like, you got that. He got that bonus money. In the spot <laughs> he's gone fucking holiday. He did one spinning kick and he's fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Pete. Let's move on to to the card, which was on the the weekend of the eighth. Um, Cyril Garn against Lewis for the interim heavyweight title. Just starting off with uh, the prelims. There were some early prelims as well, which um, I missed. But in regards to the prelims, um, had some really good fights on there. Karolina Kowalkiewicz uh, versus Jessica Penne. Penne grabbed uh, Carolina in the first round. She dominated her, really, and then um, ended up yeah. uh, getting the armbar on that one. Looking really, really good. Uh, we had Ed Herman as well against Alonzo Menifield. This was a, a bit of a war. Menifield yeah, was just good. destroying Ed's leg um, and doing some big hammer stripes. Ed's leg was just mangled. Menifield looked really good in this one, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It, fucking, it was a good fight. Like, fair play to Ed Herman for sticking in there, but fuck me, Ed, not, no, he didn't know what was going on. <laughs> His leg was just absolutely getting chewed up. Um, Vince Morales against Draco Rodriguez. Bantamweight, again, we spoke about um, the, the Bantamweight division being absolutely stacked. This is just another um, a, example of it. Draco was popping out that jab, a really close fight. Morales finished really strong. Uh, and then Morales got the unanimous decision in that one. And then, Pete, we had such a fucking fun fight. The main prelim was Bobby Green against your boy, Rafael Fiziev. Oh, man. A fun fight, really, really um, back and forth, absolute war between these two. Um, I want to get your thoughts on the fight, and then I want to ask you one of the questions about judging. So, um, Fizzy, have got the unanimous decision on this one, Pete. What did you think about this fight? Obviously, you enjoyed it. Yeah, so I can. I think it just shows as well how good like Bobby Green is as well. Like, yes, to stay that to say that composed in there against this geezer who's up and coming and just destroying everyone. It's like. But then he also showed that obviously Fiziev's got a couple of holes he needs to work on, maybe not go so fucking crazy in the first round and like take his time. He still, he still looked like he, he weren't gassed, but like I think Bobby was a bit gassed as well because he didn't put his foot on the pressure in the, like, the last half of the third round. Because mm. I was like, Fiziev was dropping his hands, taking big deep breaths, and Bobby weren't really going after him. He was just mm. sort of, well, I think he was tired as well. But like, yeah, I think, yeah, it was a good fight. I think it showed that Bobby Green can still stay in there at the top. And I think just physically, if all he's got to do is just just maybe like not go so... I know, he, I, I think it's just him though. I think he'd come out at the end of, or even afterwards and was like, I think he's having... I don't, I don't know whether he's joking or not, but he was like, yeah, fucking... I don't like watching people like Khabib and that. That's not fighting to me. He's like, let's just get in there and fucking stand and back like all that, yeah. which is like exciting to hear. But it'd be interesting to see him again. He's been in there with grapplers, but no one's really got him down yet. And I think he just trained everything, though. I think he's, like, he's I think obviously a trained at, fighter, yeah, yeah, he trained at Tiger and that with PEN and shit. So it's like he knows he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. There was a was it you that shared that video of them two having a little spa the other day? Was it yeah, them two that were having a spa? Like, and I forget. I was like, hang on a minute. Are they what weight? How many weights is this? And it's obviously they're like two weights apart. And yeah. fucking PEN was still cracking him. At cracking points, him. But, yeah. <laughs> Fucking absolute hell. animal absolute animal he's a, no, he's a fucking funny i think he knows what he's doing as well he's a funny fucker and he's like did you hear he called out that little kid yeah yeah has a laugh he's like you know what the real money fuck is <laughs> i didn't know it was at first i only saw the next day i was like who the fuck is he talking about and then fucking brilliant um uh, oh yeah, I, I was going to ask you, but one comment I wanted to make actually, sorry. So this was uh, just going back to the last card actually. Um, I think Felder is one of my favourite commentators, especially in the post-fight interviews. He absolutely smashes them, bruv. He's so mm. good, Felder. When he gets in there and he's talking to the fighters, maybe because fucking... he's been, been in there, he's so good. 
Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think he knows as well, especially from a. It's, it's good when he talks to the strikers as well, like because um, he's a bit like he's obviously so like used to that sort of stuff. But yeah, fucking this. I do like it when the it's weird, yeah because Cormier is a bit <laughs> Cormier is a bit funny when he's in there sometimes. It's almost like he looks a bit not out of place, but I don't know. Like it's just a couple of times yeah. he's. Re- I think he's really like strict with what he does as well. Like sort yeah. of production wise. Like if someone wants to try and talk, he's like no no no. Like he just walks up phone away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um. I think your Phil boy called him understood. out. Your boy's been calling him a fat yeah, drunk. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, <laughs> what, what did it? Yeah, yeah. Who fucking? It would no, Yeah, I don't know. It, well, I don't, he didn't. He didn't start it, but like I don't call me. He didn't start it, but he sort of nudged it along a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, because of I, the because uh, of the dead post. But yeah, he was like, yeah, I think he's. But then he's like, but it's weird because he's saying that I think he's actually got problems and he needs help. Like maybe he's saying he's got mental health problems. But then it's like, oh yeah, like just concentrate on fighting, stop losing, fucking get help. But like as if he's having a dig at him. Like it's like <laughs> make your mind up. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, and, and Bisping it now as well, isn't it? Bisping yeah, is jumping I, I, in there I, as well. I, I, I don't think Connor wants, especially with DC. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, Connor, Connor can fucking crack, but I don't think he wants oh, that smoke. No, he's fucking he's joke. Like, isn't nothing's ever going to happen in the like? They just ever. I think everyone knows the hype around it. That's why Bisping's getting involved. That's why they want to get involved. It's only it's only because it's him. It gets blown up so much when it's like. If, if Bisping's talking about someone else or Cormier's talking, everyone's a bit like, oh, well, they're having a bit of an argument. But when it's him, it's like, oh, he wants to fight at every weight. <laughs> it's just that much fuck's sake. Well, he's called out, he's called out Usman again. <laughs> yeah, he needs to stop. He needs to stop. Mate, I swear, I swear to God, no matter what happens, one day along the line, if that if that was in front of Dana White, he'd fucking he'd make that happen somehow. 100%. Like, of course he would. Just, just especially because it's that Ali Abdulaziz geezer as well. He fucking hates him, so it's like they'd, yeah. they'd make that happen. Terrible fight for Connor. Um, <laughs> one judge, Pete. Uh, just going back to Bobby Green and Fiziev. Um, one judge had it thirty twenty seven to Fiziev, and I just couldn't get my head around it. I I, I think Bobby could have even which, won which, yeah, the which, first two rounds. Which, I don't know. Do you reckon? No, I don't. No, I think Fiziev definitely won first. Um, mm. I think he was just doing more. And then I think he got a bit tired in the second. But he was still... Out. I don't know, it's weird, wasn't it? Because he was still... I don't know, it's weird. Because obviously, Bobby Green was doing that Philly shell, like, counter style. So it was like... It still looked like Fiziev was landing the big hooks, to me anyway. Like, And Bobby Green was, like, countering back with, like, little sharp shots. But And in the third round, I think it was 50-50 maybe. But I, I can't even... I can't really remember it, but... I still, I could, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it was closer than what everyone thought. Like Definitely. if you if you had it on if you had it on terms of like the whole certain rounds and stuff, someone if you scored it like out of a hundred, like it would probably be like every round was if you gave it to Fizzy, it would be like a hundred to ninety five or something. It wouldn't, it weren't like he weren't smashing him, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's just, yeah. I think that's eye catching the way that he fights and he shouts a lot. He's like yeah, yeah, like always, like always talking. They were talking to was, each other was, a lot. Oh well, I think. Maybe it was round two then that maybe he thought he'd not, maybe not thought he'd lost, but I think they tapped gloves after round two and he was like, "Hey, good round, man, good round." Like, and it was just a fucking. I think he knew he'd got tagged quite a few times in round two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's obviously that's probably the way they train. That's the way they fight. So he's just fucking used to it. But yeah, I think he there's some, especially for like Sean Shelby and that. Looking at him, they must be like, "This is fucking sick." Like, who can we put this guy up against next? Like, mm. um. 
yeah, some exciting fights. Really like him, exciting. imagine him, him against him against Gaethje or something. Yeah, right. mad, mad just, leg kick central. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Moving on to the main card, then Pete, we had uh, Song Yudong against Casey Kenny again in this in the bantamweight division. Uh, first round was really close. Some good exchanging, uh, some good exchanges. It was a very very close fight for me. Uh, they both just didn't stop. It was just constant from both of them. Um, and uh, Song got the the spit decision in that one. Um, thoughts on that one? Do you remember that one? Yeah, just landing the cleaner shots. I thought. I think they mentioned that as well. He just. I think Casey Kenny was like game, but yeah, Song Yudong looked fucking really good. Like just take. And they, I think they said as well he taking his time, mm-hmm. like rather because he usually goes out like gases out full blast. But yeah, really, so. really, really good. Tisha Torres was the next fight. Pete Angela Hill. Um, poor Angela. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're big <laughs> fans of Angela now. on this on this what show. Happened here? What happened there? Jesus. I, I know she just got dominated. Tisha looked great, Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she was going to finish her at some points, but obviously, like Angela Hill's tough, but she had like no answer, and she looked like even her even her technique was just like she wasn't getting nowhere near her. It was mm-hmm. usually she looks fucking wicked, like with her striking, and and Tisha's a bit smaller than her, but it was mm-hmm. I don't know it's fucking. It was a weird one. Tisha's style so difficult because she does that thing where she just blitzes in and then yeah, drops yeah. back a bit and then fucking yeah. goes in again, and then she and just yeah. She's weird as well. Like she, she's quite small. She comes in, like she drops off at angles as well. And she's obviously she knows how to grapple and clinch. And she's like, she looks strong. She looks physically strong. Mm-hmm. Fucking Angela. I don't know. Maybe it's because their body types against each other. But Angela Hill looked fucking really skinny. Like I don't know. Like I know she's always quite slim, but she looked really just yeah, just totally fucking out muscled. Yeah, really, really impressive from from Tisha. Um, proper little tornado. Um, I'm sure Angela will come back. Angela actually breaking the record um, in this fight for the most minutes uh, of any women's strawweight contender. Uh, didn't realise she'd been in the UFC for so long, um, but she's, yeah. yeah, definitely she's the most, um, well, essentially the most prolific fighter in the division because she's done the most minutes. So really impressive from her uh, and fingers crossed she'll be able to come back um, stronger in the next round. And I'm sure Tisha now um, is, is going to be in line for a title shot very, very soon. What the next weight, fight... Weight, so that's, that's, so that's that Is that Whaley and Rose? Rose. Yeah. Uh, amazing, amazing uh, division. Peter, the next fight, um, and I want to make sure we don't gloss over this because the next two fights um, involve some some really top-of-the-range fighters as well. But this one for me did as well. And this is Vincente Luque against Michael Chiesa. And there's nothing more satisfying than someone talking up someone's submission skills um, and their groundwork uh, before a fight and then talking up the other person's striking technique, saying they're a knockout artist. And then the striker going in and getting a choke. Unbelievable. The fight went to the ground. Everyone was talking about Chiesa's um, grappling and how high level it was. And Vincente Luque sinks in a DAS choke. People need to start realizing that this guy is no joke. Um, Chiesa got his back. He tried the choke, um, but Luke just reverses it and sinks in a dars. Just unbelievable, Pete. What did you think of this fight, and, and what do you think of Luke going forward now? Yeah, it's probably my my, my favorite moment of the whole card. And Me too. Like, I think I said to you, it's just that one little moment, and he like that, that sort of like shock value that jumping up at you, see like, oh shit, he actually just fucking did that, and especially after it was a bit of a weird start. He was sort of chasing him around the cage, and then. When Chiesa started grappling, I was like, oh, fuck, this is how good this guy is. And my mind's obviously like racing, like, oh, can he do that to Usman? Can he, would he, like, when he was at lightweight, would he been able to do that to Khabib? This guy's legit. Goes for a submission, doesn't get it, and then straight straight into another submission. It's like, oh, fuck, he's tapping. It's just like, <laughs> it's 
It was fucking crazy. Yeah, it was. I love. Sometimes I love watching that more than just a simple knockout. Yeah. But, I, I I feel like people need to start putting some respect on, on, on Luke's name for him to beat Woodley to beat Chiesa. He's the only person in that top, uh, in, 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 in that top kind of tier that Usman hasn't beat yet. Do you feel like he's, he's he'd give him yeah. a tough time? I think he's there now. I think he's, for me, he's like number one, like, um, even like surpasses Burns, I think like, cause obviously the way Burns lost to Usman, it's like, I don't think he should get another shot straight away. Mm. I think Luke's next. I think he should wait. Maybe if they offer it to him, he should be next in line to get like Colby or Usman. Mm-hmm. I agree, hundred percent. Definitely agree there. Definitely agree. Um, to do it in the way he did as well in the first round, three minutes in with Kiesa. Literally, when Michael Kiesa's got your back, like you can mm. ask Kevin Lee. The fuck, it's game over normally. But yeah, yeah, yeah. for yeah. Luke to sink it in the way he did was so fucking impressive, man. So fair play well, to Luke. He's, he is. I just remembered actually. I remember them. I remember before the Burns Usman fight, they he was training with Luke in the hotel rooms. So I think they're teammates. So I don't know. Interesting. That's why someone someone said. Oh fuck! Someone said something like, "Oh, you, <laughs> you fucking snake" or something. Oh, that's it. Oh, oh, keep forgetting about Leon Edwards as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Leon Edwards. I think Gilbert Burns went off on him, calling him a brummy cunt or something. <laughs> um, Jesus. Yeah, he proper proper went off on one, and all Leon Edwards was like, "I'll tell you what, why don't you? Um, you'll probably end up fighting your mate anyway." I think he meant Luke, and he was like, "You were already a snake, and you fought one of your teammates already because he fought Usman, obviously." So it's like they, oh, they cancelled it weird. Wow. So, uh, I, yeah, I totally forgot about Edwards. Fuck no. Um, that'd be a big test, Edwards against Luke. That would be a really good fight. Really good fight. Uh, do you feel like... Okay, so let's say... Um, I mean, I can bring up the rankings now, um, but just to say, obviously, sh- surely Edwards is next in line after Kobe, or, or do you think it should be Luke now? Depends on the time, I guess. If it's a quick finish, then and a quick turnaround. But if there's like an injury or something and they've got to wait, then I think that would be, be a one to... But then where does that leave Gilbert Burns? Because he's just coming off a win again. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the rankings, so we've got obviously Usman Champ, Colby's ranked number one, which is a bit weird to me, but then we've got Gilbert Burns ranked number two, and then Edwards, and then Luke, and then, yeah, and then Wonderboy, uh, and then Masvidal. So, um, yeah, I think Leon will probably be next in line, because um, obviously, you, like as you said, Gilbert, the way that he got beaten, I don't know, but I don't know. Look, I'm not fucking Sean Shelby or Dana White, so I don't know, um, but it'd just yeah. be interesting to see to see what happens there. Um Let's move on, Pete. Jose Aldo, Pedro Munoz, Bantamweight division. Really close fight to start off with, um, but Aldo um, was two rounds up for me. Ripping the body. Um, an unbelievable performance from Aldo. So impressive. Unanimous decision win. Um, probably, in my opinion, um, up there with um, maybe Holloway for me, but Aldo's one of the greatest featherweights to, to ever um, step in the octagon for me. And he's gone down to Bantamweight now. Do you feel like he's... Yeah, just give me your thoughts on Aldo, how he looked to you, Pete, and, and what you think um, is, is in the man's future. Bullshit. He's he's still featherweight. <laughs> you see the, do you see the size of it? He weighed in, mate. What do you want? He weighed in. <laughs> no, that, that, was like, that was the first thing I noticed. I was like... I know, I, know Munoz, I know Munoz is small, but I was like, fucking hell, man. Like, look at the size of this cut. Like, just everything, just everything just filled back out. And obviously, it, it was obviously doing something right to, 
says he feels better at bantamweight than he did at feather. But um, yeah, I think it's really interesting. Almost like he's maturing as well. Like he's not obviously in the Connor fight and other fights. He's come out like guns blazing, like a jumping knee against fucking Cub Swanson in WEC. Shit, like you don't see him do that anymore. He's really like methodical, and but it's almost like he's getting that. He's getting everything back. It's sort mm. of like slowly building after the Holloway fights. He's throwing a few more leg kicks. He's he took took Cheeto Vera down in that round three when he was obviously that maybe felt a bit tired and he like he just wanted to get it to the floor. So yeah, I think it's there's some fucking wicked fights there at Bantamweight again. Like it's good to see someone like him not falling away. Not all just up and coming Bantamweights, but these old guys coming back in and like you've got TJ coming back in there now. That'd be a sick fight, TJ against Unbelievable. Aldo. That's yeah. fucking sick. It'd be so good. It'd be so good. Uh, Bantamweight uh, rankings. I mean, quick shout out for Pedro as well. Always game. You yeah, know, really yeah, tough. Yeah, he couldn't yeah. get him out of there. Look, look really, really mm. good. Um, but, but yeah, we've got Sterling champion. Then we've got Jan, obviously, ranked number one. Dillashaw straight back in there at number two. Sandhagen's in there. Font's in there. Uh, and then Jose Aldo's in there as well. Maybe uh, Sandhagen and Dillashaw might run it back. We've got Rob no, Font against Aldo. So you are? Oh, no, Mali. What's he up to? Yeah, true. Where is he ranked, actually, O'Malley? Let's have a look. He's fighting bums. That's where he's. That's what he's doing. He's not even in the top <laughs> fucking fifteen. But, bruv, I'll be honest. I think people are ducking him. That's what I, I genuinely yeah. feel. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he come out and said he's like, I don't give a shit. I'll fight a ranked fifteen guy or a ranked second guy. I'm still getting paid the same. I don't like. He's like, I don't really care at the moment. But I think, yeah, but then I think he did come out and he was like, was it Aldo? Might have been Aldo. He was like, me and Aldo have got to meet. We're going to meet somewhere down the line. So mm, mm, mm. Dominic Cruz, is he not, he's not in there, is he? No. Uh, yeah, he's ranked number 10. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fucking, I mean, that's got, that's got to be the best division in the UFC, isn't it? I mean, like, Jan Dillashaw, Sandhagen, Rob Font, Jose Aldo, Marlon Moraes, Cody Garbrandt, Frankie Edgar, Pedro Munoz, Dominic Cruz, Devash Vili, Rafael Asensal, Jimmy Rivera, Marlon Vera, and Cody Stamen is the top 15. Killers. Killers. You could say, you could say like... What a stag do. That would be... You could, <laughs> you could, you could say whoever's champion at any one point, 90% of them 15 could possibly beat the champion on their day yeah like that's yeah that's how fucking like good that division is I think Stabbed. maybe not Cody Stamen Cody Stamen can stay at the back <laughs> no I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> on his day oh uh, poor Cody poor Cody um Finally, Pete, just before we come on to um, the uh, event that's coming up on the weekend, we can do a quick prelude to that one. Cyril Garn against Derek Lewis in the hometown of Derek Lewis in the big Houston, Texas. Um, Garn starting off the fight, heavy kicks to the leg. Um, you know, Lewis put, he even put Lewis down. He, Lewis just needed to start working. Garn looking really good. And then my goodness, Garn showing that he's the real deal. A big TKO stoppage from Garn. I think Derek Lewis in the whole fight landed eight strikes or something ridiculous like that. Um, what was you thinking during this fight? And uh, give me your thoughts on, uh, on the performances. It was... It was it's weird watching it watching it actually play out. You're always waiting for Derek Lewis to do something. So I sort of like almost not rooting for him, but you're like, come on, just do something, like land something, just just to make it interesting. And then it mm. was just almost like a 
you, it's almost like you know what's happening. You can see it happening before your eyes. You're like, it's just a downward slope. And it's just yeah. like he's getting picked apart. His corner keep telling him you need to fucking work. You need to work, and he's not listening. It's just oh, and also it's probably hard to work. Like, how do you get inside that guy, and how do you make the ground up without just looking like a fucking street brawler, like, and just trying to land a big punch? Like, I mean, it's I don't know. It's it's just interesting, I think, and. Just yeah, just the way Garn did it, and I think that was—I've not been hundred uh, percent like decided on him yet. But I think that's the one after that. It's like yeah, okay, if he can do that against Lewis, like in my eyes, the second scariest puncher in the UFC, then he's got a good chance, I think, against Ngano. But Rogan was saying he feels like he's the best moving heavyweight of all time. Did you? What do you? What do you think about that? I was trying to think in my car. I was trying to think in my car, like of other people. Like, That's exactly like, what I did. Not not people. There's people that move good. Like, um, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's like it's just he's got that style. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah, what, you, you think to yourself, how can someone beat him? It would have to be like a wrestler, I guess, or someone with who's just going to stand there and trade with, like. You think about Ngano, like would he be able to do that against Ngano of how good he looked in his last fight? Mm. Um <clears throat> I don't know. That's fucking that's so interesting. That's just made that a whole lot more interesting, I think. Definitely. Definitely. I feel like it's it's thrown a real spanner into the works because if Lewis had won, it's like, oh, you got two knockout artists going into each other, and then obviously whoever's got the hardest punch, whoever lands that straight right uh, the, the overhand right first or the uppercut or whatever, they're gonna win the fight. But now yeah. Garn's in there. Ngannou's going to have to switch everything up, mate, because this, uh, you know, whether he's the best moving heavyweight, I mean, Rogan's way more qualified than, than someone like me, but his movement is fucking incredible. Fucking incredible. He was like yeah. Wonderboy, bruv. He's yeah, dropping in and out, like low hands. McGregor in the bastard. He just looked unbelievable. <laughs> like, it was crazy. Like, it, he does move like a fucking middleweight, bruv. It was crazy. He wasn't, that's what he was saying. He, he wasn't running he was like quickly no. out and then straight back in attacking again so it was it's not like he's boring and he's just like throwing a jab and him running away throwing a jab it's like you can tell he's got something about him but he almost reminds me of did he fight a heavy i don't know where he fought but like when when like gustafson he's like that he's like a big guy but he jumps in like blitzes in quickly moves in and out he's got like good movement mm-hmm. like good footwork and stuff it's just yeah but this guy's like a fucking kick like just a, it's almost like karate and kickboxing all in one. It's just like crazy. And he's, I don't know, I don't think I've seen him being taken down. Maybe he hasn't been taken down in the UFC. Um, yeah, fucking can't really that's remember. A, that's, a, that's a problem. Like, what's <laughs> it, mate? If he beats Ngano like straight away, then fucking hell. And it, it, I think this was his ninth fight or something like that. Like, this yeah, was I his nine and oh or ten and oh. Yeah, like just fucking ridiculous. Like the fact that he's going into that, um, you know, fairly new. I'm not. I know he's had loads of amateur fights and stuff like that, but he just looks like he's 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 fucking carved out of stone. Incredible movement, really calm in there. Um, really kind of good demeanor, um, and yeah, just didn't just didn't look out of his depth at all. Um, just a word about Lewis then, Pete. He just couldn't, he, you know, I know we spoke about it briefly, but he just couldn't seem to get going. You'd think with the hometown advantage, that would, like, push him a little bit. What, what do you think is going on? I swear someone said they they interviewed him before. There's a video of it, and he's like, I'm feeling the pressure. Oh, I think DC's talking to him, and he's like, yeah, man, he's like, it's weird being at home. I feel, I can hear the fans. I can feel the pressure, and DC's like, oh, just enjoy it, man. Just, just enjoy it. It's weird to hear someone like him. 
obviously everyone gets nervous, but I don't know, man. There's diff- I think there's levels to this shit. Like you see, I know there weren't fans there, but when you that there's like a photo I saw the other day, or like the little intro video. I don't know, it was only at the apex, but Stepe pacing back and forwards, like trying to psych himself up for the last fight, and then the camera cuts to Longano and he's just standing there, just staring him down. It's just I think there's a difference in when you've gone through the shit that he's gone through. Yeah. Not saying that like Cyril Garner or Derek Lewis ain't never come up against adversity, but when you've seen the shit that he has standing there in front of all these people, just nothing like, oh, I've got to go and knock this guy out. Like, it's just like, that's just like a fucking walk in the park. But that's why it's going to be fun. Wherever they do it, all the fans and that, just these two heavyweights. The two, yeah. I don't, I don't know. John Jones is the only one I think who could jump in there with him too and maybe give him problems like at the moment. Yeah, I mean, he's he's still ranked number one pound for pound here, um, which I mean, I don't think he should be personally. But yeah, John Jones is ranked number one pound for pound still. Um, he seems to be querying his 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 pay a little bit more, and then so that's the reason why I feel like um, this is why Ngannou is not been stripped, but this is why they did the interim title because he keeps querying his pay as well. What did you think about this whole interim shit? Oh, was it, did they say that's what it was? I think that's what it's got to be. I thought it was because he couldn't he couldn't make the date. I thought that was because they said he's not they, injured like, or anything. No, no, but maybe they said, "Oh, with the the fight card is obviously last week or two weeks ago," and he's like, "Oh, well, that's not enough time for me to camp." Because like, obviously he's been in Africa and shit, and he so it's mm. parading his belt around. <laughs> <laughs> he's always he's always in shape. I always see videos of him in, like working out, but whether he's in like that sort of shape, and obviously now when he trains, he does them full camps with the. Randy Co- or the Kotor Extreme, yeah, extreme Couture, Couture. yeah, yeah. But fuck it, I don't care. As long as it, like, someone's gonna, someone's gonna have that belt at the end of the day. It's a shame with John Jones because I'd at the moment I'd rather see John Jones against Cyril Garn. That's the most interesting one to see mm. if he, they can solve that puzzle. But then that's making Ngano wait again. But obviously, obviously, it's got to be Garn and Garno next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Interesting see to see. What <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to see um, what's going to happen um, over the next few months in the heavyweight division. So we will see. Peter, wonderful talking to you. Let's just quickly um, uh, give you a little prelude to what's coming up in the UFC. So um, this weekend we've got Jared Cannonier against Gastelum. We'll go, we'll break down the fights uh, of those um, in just a second. Um, August twenty eighth. After that. Edson Barboza against Giga Jakadze. Jesus Christ alive. Uh, September the 4th, Derek Brunson, Darren Teal, as Peter mentioned earlier. And then September the 26th, the one I'm really, really looking forward to because I just love this division. Um, Holloway's probably my number one fighter of all time. I just I love the featherweights. We've got Volkanovski against Brian Ortega. Have you been watching the Altman fighter, Pete? No, what's it on? Uh, it's on BT, so you can just uh, it's on catch up, so you can download them all oh. and watch them all. Um, oh. I'm on episode ten at the moment, uh, through to watching the semi-finals. Um, yeah, they go a bit of back and forth between these two. It's not as as it was when they, you know, you can see they really hate each other, but they 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 do have a bit of back and forth. Um, so I'm really really excited for this one. Um, yeah, really really excited. And then uh, October the second, Thiago Santos versus Johnny Walker. Jesus fucking Christ. When's Usman? Colby. Let's have a look. I'm clicking load more. Nothing's loading. So um, December. It might be December. You know? 
Could be. Uh, do you know what? Actually saying that, that could be... Um, no, it's got to be... Yeah, it's weird. Um, that fight card with Volkanovski, the reason why I'm looking to that one is obviously Valentina's fighting on that one as well. She's fighting Lauren Murphy. And then, Peter, it is the return of Nick Diaz um, on that card as well. So that's oh, going to be yeah. really, really exciting. Sick. But let's not jump the gun. A um, couple of fights to watch out for this weekend then, Pete. Um, we have, uh, who did I see? Brian Kelleher. Brian Boom Kelleher. Um, yeah. Again, one of our favourites from lockdown. He's fighting Domingo Pilate. Um, Austin Lingo's fighting Luis Saldana on the prelims as well. And then just going into the main card there. Brandon Royval, uh, really, really good that's, flyweight. Yeah. Who's, who's he fought? That's, that's going to be a good one. Pantoja. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Alexandra Pantoja. So that's number three. Pantoja's the one with the... But did he have a Tash? Is he on with a big Tash? Is that I that guy? Think did he so. beat that Manuel Cup? Manuel Cat? Yes. Is that the guy? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. Who just yeah. won on the last weekend or the weekend before um, early prelim. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, on, yeah. actually, yeah. and he won. Um, Austin Hubbard's fighting in the lightweight division against uh, Vince Pichel. Uh, Trevin Jones is fighting. Uh, we've got big Chase Sherman fighting Parker Porter. Um, and then uh, the, the the main events, Pete Clay Guida against Mark Madsen. Big Clay doing the co-main at over forty years old. Go on. Um, and then Kelvin Gastelum uh, against Jared Cannonier, the number three ranked middleweight against the number nine ranked middleweight. That's going to be exciting as well, Pete. Look forward to it. Anthony in like fucking years. Who's that? Who did he lose to? Who did he lose to? Cannonier. Who? He got, uh, proper, he got he, proper shut down by someone, didn't he? Was it not Whitaker? Might have been Whitaker, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, because yeah, sure. this what was this is what was making me laugh because he was on a free fight win streak. He beat David Branch, then he beat Anderson Silva, um, and then he beat Jack Comanson by TKO. And then I remember Izzy, you know, winning this fight um, against Costa, whoever it was, and then saying, "Oh yeah, Cannon is next in line. He deserves it." And I was thinking, he's not going to beat Whitaker. What the fuck's going on here? Um, and then yeah, Whitaker just dominated him and, and got that it was, was his eye. Uh, it was his eye, eye, wasn't it? He, he fucked his eye up, like pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, Whitaker is um, still uh, the, the second best middleweight in my in my opinion. It just yeah. you know, yeah. and, and the gap between them two um, is not even that high in my opinion. I know Izzy fucked him up, but it's going to be really exciting to see. What happens there? Peter, any other wicked whispers from yourself? No. <laughs> no I've been trying to like keep avoid it. Avoid that yeah. shit. I always I always press the search button on like Insta and Insta. all this shit comes up. It's just all shit talking and yeah. fucking rubbish. Yeah, the the circus behind. I mean, I've fallen out of love with football because it's an absolute fucking circus. Um, and the circus elements of uh, I'm also an Arsenal fan, so you know. Um, and the the absolute circus that surrounds MMA you, as well. I'm not in for that. You got your fucking, you got your cup now, haven't you? Your open league cup. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I can support so West Ham. I, I said to my mate, I was like, because obviously I'm used to seeing us. The last time he was in it, it was that we had to go through all the qualifying shit. I said to my mate at work, I was like, when, when's West Ham playing? And he's like, obviously, they've got to do all the qualifying first to see who gets into the Europa League and then we'll find out who we're playing. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. I forgot <laughs> we were actually like just fully in it. Yeah, that's it. Used to, <laughs> the league was the qualifier, mate. The league was the that's fucking it. qualifiers. Yeah. Lovely. All right, Pete, we'll, uh, we'll catch up again next week. Um, I'm sure it's going to be some fun fights <laughs> this weekend. The middleweights always love a, a banging, so we'll see what happens there. Um, and we'll catch up again next week, mate, yeah? Good, mate, yeah. Take all care. right, mate, take care. Bye-bye.